It's no surprise that the role of the communicator has been elevated pretty significantly in the past 18 months. I've personally never had more clients and new business prospects ask me about internal and crisis communications in my entire career in an effort to finally, finally, finally bring them to the forefront of the organization. If 2020 taught us anything, it was that everyone, not just millennials and Gen Z, but everyone re-examined the brands we buy from, the technology we support, the companies we invest in, and where we want to work. And now, as organizations are beginning to communicate the new normal for their employees, the difference in morale and culture and engagement comes down to, you guessed it, internal communications. Many business leaders learned last year that just sending an email wasn't enough. It had to be messaged correctly and it had to relay empathy. Yet, even with that very close in their rearview mirrors, they're making mistakes in communicating the back to work plans. On today's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast, we're going to talk about the importance of internal communications, the companies that are doing it well, and how you can broach it with your leadership, particularly if they're not too interested in change. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Historically, organizations have prioritized communications around external audiences. After all, they're the ones who drive revenue. So employees have almost always exclusively been an afterthought and still to this day is something that the HR or people teams manage, which is fine. The HR function should focus on employees, but, and I'm preaching to the choir here, there is an art to communicating what HR is doing, both perceived good and bad decisions that an HR professional isn't equipped to handle. And in the last 18 months or so, many organizations have either started or doubled down on their internal communications. We saw many more virtual town halls working with the executive team on how to deliver information, good and bad, building employee resource groups, making a marked improvement on DE&I, and doing it all via the same tactics we would use externally. There are now videos, podcasts, AMAs, open office hours, mental health days, and more, all aimed at trying to keep employees informed while maintaining or building an engaged culture. But not everyone is doing it well. My best friend from high school works for a gigantic, gigantic, gigantic conglomeration that is screwing up their internal communications royally. And I'm probably being nice about it. <laughs> Every email they send makes me want to call their CEO and yell, why? Into his ear. In fact, I always say to my friend, is your communications team even consulted before this stuff goes out? And his answer is always, Doubt it. <laughs> Great. And don't get me started on the frequently asked questions or the town hall discussions they're having. I'd venture to guess 90% of their workforce is up in arms about how they're handling things, which is not going to end well in an employee's market. One message they sent said, get your kids and dogs ready. We're coming back to the office next week. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can tell they were trying to be playful about it, but it was sent before school was out for the summer during a time where many parents were still managing virtual learning and didn't have a plan for summer because, well, most camps weren't yet and still aren't open. If I worked there, I'd have to quit because there was no way, even with more than a week's notice, I could be back in the office full time. They ended up backing down from that and revising the statement to after Labor Day, 
but talk about not knowing your audience at all. Good Lord. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk about some of the fun things companies have done to engage their teams. Ideas you might be able to steal. I'll be right back. Google, which has nearly 150,000 employees, that number will be significant in a minute, created the opportunity for team members who play instruments to put together their own orchestra to help staffers stay connected. I love that idea. Of course, unless you work for an organization in the arts or one that has 150,000 employees, the idea probably won't work because it's unlikely that you have enough employees that play instruments to be able to do an orchestra, but it's a very fun one to consider. Maybe you do something a little bit smaller. Fun idea. They created sheet music and had nearly every instrument possible. It was so freaking cool. I'll see if I can find a link to it on YouTube and I'll include it in the show notes because it's so cool. We have a client that wanted to do team building exercises once a week via Zoom. So we helped them launch activities such as Airbnb experiences and virtual wine tastings to learning how to make a fancy cheese board, which was one of my favorites, and playing card games. That client has decided to stay fully remote, so we'll continue those things, but we're going to move to monthly versus weekly. Coca-Cola, another large company, held virtual barbecues, movie watching, meditation classes, and more. Another client of ours uses Donut on Slack, and it pairs employees with one another for a 30-minute Zoom coffee. The company sends drinks and snacks once a month to all employees, and they are to use that during their donut calls. They also have company-branded mugs and water bottles that they're supposed to use during their calls as well. It's pretty cool. I don't have insider knowledge about this one, but I did see that HubSpot began to designate one week a year that the office is closed for employees to recharge and focus on their mental health. They closed the entire organization. There is a caveat, of course, for customer service issues. I mean, you still have to be there for customers. They rotate people in that department so that everyone gets a turn to be off and customers are still taken care of. I also love that idea. Just close down for a week. And you can do it in the summertime usually because everybody's kind of lackadaisical in the summertime, you know, taking vacations and whatnot. So it would be an easy time to do it. We always close the two weeks between Christmas and New Year's really for a holiday, not for mental health, but we are completely closed and clients know that if there's an emergency, they can reach us. But otherwise, we'll see them on January 2nd. And yet another client is doing a summer-long exercise competition. They have 150 employees and about a little more than half volunteered to participate. So what we did is we divided them into teams based on the activities they wanted to do, running, cycling, swimming, etc. And we crafted prizes based on goals. We were careful to make it fair. For instance, cycling 100 miles is akin to running a marathon. So we matched activities up that way. And then every week people track their mileage and enter into a homegrown app that they created. Prizes are awarded weekly and monthly. And then at the end of the summer, we'll have sort of our own Olympics opportunity where we'll have medals and you know we'll do gold, silver, and bronze and have the CEO and the president will award them and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be kind of fun. We obviously have not gotten there yet, but that's what we're doing this summer. It's been so much fun to craft these kinds of like virtual programs with clients and then see the success they have because employees are all in. They love this stuff. Of course, games, activities, and team building exercises are only one part of the equation. The actual communication of decisions, both good and bad, is important to have done well. It's the foundation of your internal communications program. Once your foundation is built, you can add on some of these other fun ideas, whether or not you're in the office full-time or not. And now, of course, the million-dollar question is whether internal communications will continue to grow in importance even when it's not in a crisis response. 
one of the things the spin sucks community does incredibly well is brainstorm ideas for things like employee engagement if you're not already there and you could use a team of communications focused brains behind you you can find us at spinsucks.com spin hyphen sucks hyphen community that's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free, it's fun, it's educational, it's challenging, and you can have these kinds of discussions every day. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review.